welcome to the Holden Village Podcast. Holden is a community of education, programming, and worship located in the remote wilderness of the Cascade Mountains. These snapshots provide a glimpse into the learnings taking place in our community. Let's tune in to this week's highlight. And so this will be a lesson in density and brevity, just like this 70% Dense. Dense chocolate bar. <laughs> Would you like a piece, That's by the hilarious. way? I'm okay for now. You're okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I had some chili or like some gummy bears. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wait, did you like steal these? No, Go- it's because there, there are a lot of children. <laughs> and so like, I probably will share with them eventually, but I was like, you know what? They're hyped up enough without the sugar. This yes. topic that you are yes. pondering. So the topic that I'm pondering, like some people design, like these workshops are going to build on each other, but I did kind of four different topics. And so basically what I spend a lot of my time thinking about, which is really why I proposed the workshops I did. Uh, it seems like we're in a spiral of doom. Spiral of doom. That's but a great way to start. I, I, you know, <laughs> here we are in the spiral, spiral of, of doom. <laughs> so many things are going wrong just everywhere, right? But I think I have this really persistent hope and a sense of joy all the time. So I don't know what it comes from. I have a sense that it's like, it's theological maybe in nature, but I just think because I have hope that things could be different because that's what the gospel is about, right? It tells us there's a different way to be. That's why we have to sometimes talk about hard things, the things that are part of our spiral of doom, because otherwise, you know, how can we really make that difference if we haven't fully understood what we're up against? So in this spiral of doom, what are the top three things? Yeah, that I like to talk about. Yes. I do like to talk about white supremacy, since I think that's like really at the root of a lot of our spiral of doom, especially in the U.S., just in terms of like how that disrupts relationship with creation, how that disrupts relationship relationship with each other, how it puts in place these ways of really making it impossible for different people groups to thrive and like cutting off opportunities. It just also, I think we end up with people who are very ill-equipped. I'm talking primarily white people, really ill-equipped to talk about white supremacy because, you know, it's like background, right? And I also love thinking about in terms of how our Christian theology has really played into creating, sustaining white supremacy and how our theology is actually the path out of white supremacy. And so that's always fun for me. So one of the things that I'm going to be talking about also is queer theology. Beautiful. And just to think, how were we called into transgressing all of these boundaries that society puts up? Like, God didn't put these boundaries up. Yeah, humans, you know? Yeah, it's our specialty. (laughs) It's our specialty. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. We could be different. We certainly could. Let's think about that. So when you take yourself seriously, like, that's when all the boundaries get really, like, etched into stone. and Exactly. Yeah, all those barriers become, like... They're like concrete, right? Right. Yeah, but with laughter, you're like, that's not a real thing, man. <laughs> right. <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really just a line on a map. It doesn't have any real meaning, you know, except that it does. And you're so right. how can we make fun of that? Right. Because it's ridiculous to draw a line through people. That's crazy. It's yeah. so stupid. What are we doing? Through habitats? Like, <laughs> through habitats. <laughs> That's so dumb. Yeah. Sometimes people have asked, because my spouse also does a lot around anti-racism, white supremacy, diversity, mm-hmm. equity. What's it like to live in your brains or like in your household? Because mm-hmm. we talk about this constantly. I don't know. It's pretty funny. The people we come from are pretty cool, mm-hmm. but we're also willing to make fun of ourselves. Excellent. Yeah. Sounds like you're doing it right. I mean, you got to eat. 
You gotta have friends. Sometimes. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta enjoy things. So it sounds like, I mean, you enjoy your work. I do. It's true. You know what I do really love? And this is like very reformed theology. So I think you may find some things in common is the belief that God is sovereign. And so like we can make up whatever we want in terms of rules, right? Or like this is how you should act or whatever. And ultimately it's not up to us. And it's really cute that we're trying. You know, like God's going to make the ultimate determination. Right. And so I feel like because I am like personality wise, I tend to be kind of tightly wound. High control need. Everyone who's ever met me is like, yes, that is absolutely her. Especially my coworkers. I'm so sorry. But they know I'm like this. And so I think there's a part of me that's like very freed by knowing that God is sovereign. And so like, look, I'm still gonna do my like annoying high control thing sometimes just cause I want things to go a certain way. But in the end, it's not up to me. That's like, that's my theology. So whatever happens, happens. That's a beautiful balance. Cause yeah, we all have personalities. Like we all came into this world like to do very unique things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. don't need to get rid of those. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we go to therapy for some of it. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we spend years in therapy. Yeah. Exactly. I'm all <laughs> about it. I feel like you touched upon two of the four. Yes. So I'm also going to talk specifically about Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in terms of like the historical background. I'm Asian American of how we came to be a part of the national fabric of the United States, Mm -hmm. what role we play and the kinds of specific ways that we experience racism with Pacific Islanders. And then I will also, my closing segment will be, I'm not that kind of Christian. And so I come to this honestly. So I will say I'm a double pastor's kid. Both my parents are Presbyterian Church USA pastors. And I grew up in the Pacific Northwest where most people were either like atheist, not practicing, or they were evangelical, which is obviously an oversimplification. There are plenty of mainline liberals around because I was part of those churches and a lot of us were part of those churches. And I think that my childhood sense of there are those other kinds of Christians and we definitely are different Mm -hmm. from each other has extended and amplified into adulthood. We're just seeing like a lot of us, especially once the Trump era reared its head and with like so many people have identified as evangelicals. And I think some evangelicals would quibble with how that's been used. But then to always say like, I'm Christian, but I'm not like that kind. Cause I think we need to unpack that a little bit. Like how far apart are we really? What are our shared things that we need to work on? And are we also responsible for really terrible things that other Christians do? It's food totally. for thought. Be very Absolutely. conversational. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think Unpack you're gonna... your religious trauma here. Let's do it. <laughs> this yeah. is a great place for that. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I figured y'all seem cool. Well, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're all right. I yeah. mean, you know, depends on the day, I guess. Sure. But <laughs> my grandparents were Lutheran pastors and their association with Christianity was art. They were both artists, and that was the path in which that led them to their faith and exploring their own faith, which I really enjoyed. But I feel like that's not your typical Christian experience, but I love that. I love using art as a means of exploring faith in general. I love that. Actually, um, where I work at Vanderbilt Divinity School, we have a whole program area. It's also a certificate and mm. a concentration. So it's religion, arts, and contemporary culture. Mm. And arts is understood very broadly. Right. 
And so I love that. I love going to the showcases at the end of the year and the students are each presenting whatever art it is because it's so wide ranging, it's really cool. And then, you know, it's like, oh, I can understand God a little bit differently because of the way this person helped illuminate it. Do you happen to have a particular art form that you enjoy either doing or witnessing? I really love music like a lot. Yes. Even though I'm like, I'm not good at it, but I love Everyone's just being around it. <laughs> I love just like <laughs> listening to it or hearing it being performed. Yeah, I think oftentimes like music moves us in a way yeah. that uh, maybe words w won't always. Although I love me some words. I am Presbyterian. That's rather distinctive. <laughs> yeah. We're all about those <laughs> words. Those words, eh? Yeah, can't get rid of those words. Exactly, yeah. It's all about the word, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Eden is calling. It is. What does that mean to you? To me, when I think of Eden is calling, it's that reminder of what we were meant to be, like how we were created to be. And so of course, because I'm like, everything is actually terrible. <laughs> I think like, look how far we have fallen. And like, this is something that we're doing to each other. Right. And some people and some creatures pay the price far more than other people and other creatures. And so to just always be mindful of like, there are these impacts of the choices we've all decided we're making or that the majority, the ones in power have decided we're making and then everyone else is like feeling that cost yeah. in their bodies, in their land, in their habitat and how they're allowed to just be or not be. So I'm always like reminded, yeah, Eden. No, Eden. It's there. It's a, <laughs> it's a thing. It's I real. Can, I can taste it. <laughs> yeah, but we just all have to decide that that's what we're going for. Yeah. Yeah, and we're clearly not there yet. How much of us being at the precipice is what actually allows us to get to that Eden? I do feel like the precipice is illuminating and I think lends us an urgency that we may otherwise not have. And I do think contrasts are actually very helpful. There are times when we can think like, okay, I can see because of that, that there's so much else to see. Yeah. And I maybe wouldn't have noticed all of that you know, without the contrast. Yeah. I wouldn't say that we always need that contrast because I don't actually think suffering's like that cool for people. I mean, <laughs> I prefer, <laughs> I prefer more joy personally, yeah, but you know, it's at the same time, it's, I mean, it's just hard to even fathom or make sense of what's happening right now without either like laughing at it, which mm -hmm. is certainly one of my coping mechanisms. Heck yes. Um, or like finding some sort of like philosophy in the pain. You know, I think it is very like human, but also very Christian to like make meaning. All the time. All the time, too, right? Too much meaning. Right. Well, sometimes I think we overdo the making meaning, and that is like rationalizing someone's suffering and being like, look, it helps them be happy. I don't love that. But I also think there's frequently meaning to be made. That's right. what I do. I'm in the business of making meaning out of all of this. It has its place. And I do think like experiencing things that are terrible as a people, it reminds us of how hard we must work, which I think is good for us. I'm actually a fan of people putting in work occasionally. Right, occasionally. Yeah. yeah like oh no, we definitely need a lot more rest. <laughs> We're not doing great at that. Yeah. I love the face that you were making as I was talking about, like, is there like... Oh yeah, you know, I gave you a real face. The, the purpose of suffering, you're like, no. Don't, 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 say it. It. don't say it. Don't say it. I know where you're going with this. Like, I don't love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not 
not like into redemptive suffering. I guess that's maybe the. I was giving you the face like, oh no. Oh no! Right. Don't do that. <laughs> not now. Yeah. We were having so much fun. Like, why would you do that? Put a downer, man. Sometimes you have to speak real things right. into the world. Because they're already That's... out there. We just got to name it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the Eden thing as well. You know? It's, it's true. naming the things that are there. That's part of our stewardship for me. Bringing awareness to what is. Because as humans, we're able to do that. We have this weird mind <laughs> that true. allows us to be like, oh... This is a thing. Yeah. I'm aware of this thing now, and I can actually create an appropriate name or something. Brains are wild. Brains are totally wild. Yeah, there's so much we don't know yet. Technically, we only know 10%. Know. That's what they say. <laughs> so, so I love it. <laughs> I love a lot of mystery. That's my other thing, too. Oh. I like mystery. Tell me about mystery. I mean, mystery's great. You know, you should keep curious yes. all the time because there's so much mystery. But I also don't love explaining everything either. That makes me very tired. If people are oh, like, yeah. I'm going to explain how this happened or mm-hmm. this is real. There's sometimes where you want that, like medical conditions. That'd be really nice. Sometimes you just got to let the mystery stand. Well, that's the other thing with improv that I love is that it shows us how many disclaimers we make in our lives. We really do. Like, (laughs) if I were to teach a class, okay, this is, it just came to my head. If I were going to teach a class at Holden, it would be like eliminating disclaimers and like the philosophy. That is like like a core academic tenet. (laughs) Like when I work with all these PhDs, I'm always like, here are the qualifiers for everything I say. Right. But yeah, like you just have to trust that what you're going to say is going to be received at some level according the, to their ability to receive. And there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. to like make them more amenable to your words. Like you just have to be confident, say what you say, and then leave. Like that's the gangster, you know? You <laughs> it's just, true. Like a little bit of... <laughs> Bam. Boom. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Talk to you. See yeah. you next year, you know? <laughs> yeah. I do think um, we're not always good in the U.S., just, just, I mean, period. <laughs> just period. So right, that's yeah. first <laughs> yeah. hey. But we're, like, not always great at uh, being able to live in the in-between, like the liminal spaces or in the shadows or in, like, the wake of something. We always want that, like, solid ground. Yes. I think a lot of us want that. And that, to me, goes back to the that mystery thing that, like, sometimes you just live in the... It's in the waves. Suck it up. You're going to be okay. You don't have to know everything. <laughs> Is it a particle or a wave? I, um, <laughs> I mean, you've opened up a can of worms with uh, luminal spaces. That's I mean, I that's, that's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, the in-between spaces, like, that's where everything lives. That's where all the good stuff lives. Like, in between the words, in the meditative traditions, it's like it's in between the inhale and the exhale. You have to fall into it. Particularly when it comes to, like, back to, like, in between the words, like, just... Poetic expression, being able to say things beyond beyond meaning. Because yeah, anything that brings us close to God is gonna be beyond language. It's there, but you're not quite sure how to pin it down. Right. So don't pin it down. Right. Let that butterfly go. Totally. Say weird things, do a dance, you know? Yeah. How often have you been to Holden? It's my first time. This is your first That's time. That's why I signed up for Holden. everything. Oh wow. I'm like, I want to do dishes, I want to okay. do this podcast. Yeah, how how was Dish Team, by the way? Dish Team was very fun. They're like very cool. And uh, it allowed me a little moment of silence because no one can talk to you 
it's like so loud. Right. And you're like scrubbing industriously. Except that I found you. I know. And then you're like, hey, and I'm like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, boundaries. Who the heck are you? Yeah, right. <laughs> what, is, what is it, the third space or whatever? <laughs> you like interfered? Yeah, right, totally. That was hilarious. I know I gave you a look. It was a great look. <laughs> yeah. That felt like an invitation, you know? Amazing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is your first your first time. Welcome. Welcome, Thank welcome, you. welcome. I'm excited about trying to have a very full experience, which I feel like is a little bit me. Like sometimes I'm like, totally. I want it all. Absolutely. It's either all or nothing for me. I'll be a monk or I'll just like, I just want to Extreme. consume everything. Yeah. yeah, give me all the elegance and yeah. like... Hedonism? He, there we go. That's such a good word. That's a great word. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll yeah. take some of that, <laughs> that, that, you know, it's mm -hmm. the buffet. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think this has been absolutely delightful. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course, of it's course. Nice to talk. Totally, totally. And hopefully the first of many conversations, maybe over tea next time. Are you into tea? Yeah, I Perfect. like tea. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. All the kinds. All the kinds. <laughs> I have all the fancy kinds here. Oh, I bet. Yes. You have to, I mean, to survive. Exactly, right, yeah. Without it, like, like, I'm nothing. I can't choose my food. Yeah, right. I can choose my, <laughs> my tea. tea. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really a status thing here. <laughs> no one else knows Nobody, who you are. Yeah, right. But the tea. But the tea, yeah, the makes tea me. Guy. <laughs> it's great. It's great. That's so funny. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.